0: You've now locked into Living Blessed, the podcast, where we're talking the highs, the lows, the darkest moments that we've all hidden from the world and everything in between. This is the moment of truth. This is why we're living blessed. And now your host, Jovan J. Palmer
1: what's going on everybody welcome back to another edition of living blessed the podcast i'm your host Von j palmer and as always we got special guests sharing vulnerable and personal moments i have the other day my brother 3d and his brother good brother yes, sir. what's up fellas what's how y'all feeling on, bro? today All well, as well. As well, bro. oh good I'm, to be here. I'm happy to have y'all here i appreciate yes, y'all coming through um it's dope to get other entrepreneurs on the space who come from different walks of life that i didn't come from Word. I like hearing different stories, and that's the premise of the whole podcast is just hearing just different stories from various people about who they are, what they're about, what they come through, what's the moment that you went through in life that pretty much allowed you to do that 180 or whatever number you want to call it, what's that number, man? So I want y'all to go ahead, introduce yourselves, and uh, we we'll go from there.
2: What's going on, y'all? My name is 3D. I'm a 22-year entrepreneur from Philadelphia. Uh, I do videography for entrepreneurs. Across the United States, I also have my own clothing brand with my brother named Analeva, which we're rocking right now. And uh, you know, I'm just happy to be here with my guy Jovan, and just to talk about my story and possibly help somebody else along their journey.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. My name is Kanchi, 23 year old entrepreneur. Um, you know, as he mentioned, me and my brother we have our own clothing brand, and also I'm a business advisor, so I help you know different entrepreneurs sell their products when it comes to mentorship, um, and just helping other people change their mindsets when it comes to you know mentorship uh opportunity and just scaling their businesses from what it is to what they aspire for it to be
1: word 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 so um y'all both are from philly right yep. yeah, yeah yeah born and raised yeah playground now play <laughs> <laughs> so what was it like growing up in philly I, I just visited philly for the first time early last year never been there never until That's last crazy. last yeah. year around this time That's i went crazy. to philly and it was dope it was real dope. It was exactly what I expected it to be. What part did you uh, visit? I think it was in Philly. <laughs> 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 yeah. We're, um, I guess like downtown, because um, we weren't too far from, we are downtown Philly, because we weren't too far from the, uh, what's the Rockies, the Rockies there area. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Oh yeah, you was downtown? Yeah, that was downtown Philly. Yeah. We had a hotel downtown Philly. Um, my sister had one to get her hair done. So I flew to New York and then drove to Philly mm-hmm. and was there for like two days. Uh, it was a dope experience, though. So, um, tell me about growing life in Philly. What it's like growing up? Any of y'all can take the question, get back off each other. And all good jazz. Okay, yeah, you got it. Three.
2: All right. So yeah, Philly is Philly is Philly. Um, I mean, everybody got different walks of life, like as you mentioned and stuff like that. So like for me, growing up in Philly, mm-hmm. I was raised in a single parent home. My mom and stuff. Her, my grandma. I didn't have a father figure, so my mom pretty much showed me everything throughout life and stuff like that while she raised me uh i had friends i had friends that i lost gun lost the gun violence and stuff like that because of the decisions that they made in the streets and stuff like that and um i pretty it pretty much is just like any any typical neighborhood inner city neighborhood you know kid growing up bad environment but you know just try to stay out the way and stay out the mix
1: so what was it like growing up um, in a single parent household. Did you, was your same or?
0: Yeah, so same same as three. Um, you know, I grew up just with my mom. My mom had me at the age of uh, 15. Mm. So she having me so young and now I'm older and more wiser and now I can understand that she had me that young. It just got me so grateful and blessed because she could have aborted me. She could have, you know, I could have been in, in different houses, you know, throughout my whole childhood life. And just she been through a lot just from our family history and what they've been going through. So her just, you know, holding me down and mm. Um, just staying strong, um, mm-hmm. you know, it helped me develop and just become a better
1: individual. Got you. So what are some things that y'all, now that y'all sure are, are adults now, what do you feel like life, how life could have been different for y'all?
0: Um, I feel like life could have been different if we had simply our dads in our lives. Yeah, that's
2: a fact
1: though.
0: You know what I'm saying? Like just not having a pop, you know, the, the moms don't really know how to raise you as a man would, but right. she can give you the game as much as she can. But it's not like she can't teach you how to change a tire if she don't really know how to do it. She can't teach you how to do the basic <clears throat> stuff that we ain't really grew up to know how to do. Got
1: gotcha, you, got gotcha. you. Yeah. What about you, 3D? Um, this is the question? How will life be different for you? Looking uh, back as a 20, you say 22, right? Yep. 22-year-old male, looking back, how, how do you believe life could be different for you?
2: So you like... Conchie says let's having a father figure around like he mentioned like just showing you the male ropes the male rules and the life like the sex the sexual stuff and all that stuff like my first time having sex I talked to my mom about it you mm. feel me but that's something that you talk to your father about you feel me because he know what's going on as a man yeah, so, like, yeah, yeah. it just it was just kind of weird you know just having to talk to my mom about everything but that's who the person I'm used to because that's who raised me you feel what I'm saying so
1: how was y'all's relationship with y'all's moms as
2: a child versus now <laughs> mm. hey. I used to be drawn, bro. And for people that's watching, dra- what? Drawn. I was about to say, for the people that's watching, <laughs> drawn in Philly slang you mean like tripping, like okay, acting okay. crazy or yeah, acting yeah. wild, you feel me? Uh, so, like, yeah, I used to have like bad or two problems as a kid. My mom said to do really? something. Yeah, I'd probably punch the wall because I'm mad. Like, I used to just take my anger out on the. For like, li- some stuff be like little, but it's like, I don't know what it was, you feel me? But. Like now that I think about it, I used to be drunk. But like, if I could rewind back and do everything differently, I w- I wish like mm. basically that I just focused more on like my mindset and not letting my emotions control what I did and stuff. Mm. Like that.
0: And what about you, Kashi? Yeah, I, I feel the same exact way. Um, you know, growing up, with my mom, I used to just talk back crazy. He witnessed like <laughs> I used to talk back crazy. Um, and I don't I don't know why, but now you know, looking at it, it's like, dang, like cause. I used to be wild, bro. Yeah, uh, punching the walls, throwing stuff. She'd say, Don't, I better not hear you stop,
1: stop and like <laughs> just getting beat. It just was it was it was wild. It was wild. So looking back, what were some of the things that y'all have done? Like your moms was just like, yo, do not do this one thing. And of course, as boys, to men, we're always gonna rebel against everything. Right. What's that one thing like moms was like, yo, do not do this? Like
2: <laughs> So for me, like when I used to get in trouble in the school and stuff, mm-hmm. I used to always be on punishment. But I snuck out all the time, like all the time, bro. <laughs> I would try to get my friends to come over, uh-huh. like, like to ask my mom to see if I can come out and stuff. Nine times out of ten, we all did that. Yeah, shit, let me come out. <laughs> but like, I used to just sneak outside. But one lesson that I did learn from mm-hmm. doing that is like, like before I knew about karma and like the universe and all that stuff, everything manifesting. So I snuck outside and I went to like the skating uh, part. Like, it's called Rolling Thunder in Philly. Mm-hmm. But I got like a cascade out here, but it's called Rolling Thunder. I went with my two cousins or whatever. I wasn't supposed to be outside. I was supposed to be in the crib. Later that night, I was in like this neighborhood. It's not a good neighborhood or whatever. And I had got drunk, you feel me? So imagine if I did stay in the house, listen to my mom. She said, don't go outside, you're on punishment. But I wanted to go ahead, be grown, (laughs) do what I wanted. And I I just got the consequences for it. Dang. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So what lesson has that taught you now as an adult?
2: Mom's always right. (laughs) (laughs) Even when they're wrong. Like, you feel me? Like. Like, sometimes I don't agree with some of the stuff that my mom said, but growing up, I did see, like, it's a lot of things that I did learn from her. Mm-hmm. Like, as I got older, like, always just listen, do, do things, like, just always listen. You feel me? Even when you feel like it's wrong, just listen, because it's always a lesson in, in something.
0: For sure. What you got you? Uh. Probably just, you know, staying out past the street lights. Like just I all my friends used to be on the block all day. So it's like being so they playing football, or whatever, but when the streets light on, she wanted me in the crib. And I didn't really want to be in the house. So that probably was like really the main thing and, and also like your environment. Mm-hmm. Um sometimes just coming up, you know, I was around people who uh just wasn't right in the mindset. Now I'm older and I can kinda I'm conscious of what was going on. So just really being around
1: the right people who got your best interest at heart. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, real for real. Okay so let's talk to gun violence y'all both said y'all grew up with gun violence in the neighborhood what was it like are you guys Do you feel like you're numb to gun violence now or like let's speak to that
2: i wouldn't say like numb but like i feel like it make you extra cautious so i can remember like like after us losing our friends and stuff like that like i would be kind of scared to walk home by myself because mm-hmm. i don't know what's going to happen and stuff like that or like like most people feel like you like you actually need a gun. You feel me because of the crazy stuff that's going on and stuff like that. I feel like. so like it it kind of. So What's the word I'm looking for? It kind of puts like a toll on you a little bit, like that you gotta kind of grow up kind of fast, have a gun on you and stuff like that. When sometimes it's, that might not be the case, but that's how it make you feel when you see people that's actually close to you mm-hmm. or been around you. You see that actually happen to them. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. And it's like, um, also it's like you just thinking to yourself, like, dang, like, what if I don't make it to 21, 23? So now it's like you trauma, like you traumatize. You don't even, you already don't got your pop. All you got is your friends that you think you're gonna be with for the rest of your life, because this mm-hmm. is where y'all grow up at. Y'all play sports, y'all do everything together, and then they die before we was like what 16, 17 16. at the time. Yeah. So when they passed, it was like, dang, like when we go to school, our school really like felt felt for us. So we in like, I'm say like a therapy type. Class, Like we just skipping classes and stuff. They just letting us just chill. Cause we lost friends like back
1: to back. So it was like, damn, like, this is really kind of crazy. You know what I'm saying? So it was just traumatizing. You know? So what about some of the friends that you lose, you lost, like, you know, how have you all dealt with that type of trauma? You know, Cause yeah. it's like, I've never really lost too many friends. I lost like maybe one friend when I was a kid to meningitis, but not to like gun violence, not till I left. Cause I left or I grew up, I was a rough city, yeah. but, <clears throat> um, a lot of the violence didn't really start happening until after I left Like came to North Carolina and stuff like that. Yeah. You all actually grew up in gun violence and seeing people like have you actually physically seen a person like die or anything like that? No. Yeah. Uh,
2: like I think like you talking about actually seeing somebody get shot. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I I haven't.
1: Yeah, I haven't seen that.
0: I haven't seen that either. But um, to kind of touch on what you were saying, you said like when when how we de- how did we deal with it?
1: Yeah, how you deal with the trauma of gun violence and just. Going to bed at night with gunshots and stuff like
0: that.
1: Yeah. I feel like at first it was
0: like, you know, real trauma. Like, it's still traumatizing, being as though it happened, because it keep you on point and everything. But, you know, we created our brand, Aliba, which means yeah. one love, German, universal love, respect for all people. And our goal was to mend broken hearts after losing friends to gun violence. So, after creating that, we decided to create products for the environment instead of becoming a product of the environment. So once we changed our thinking and just changed our perspective on things, it forced us to want to do something positive instead of retaliating and doing, you know, stuff that could possibly lead us in jail or you did.
1: So mm-hmm. Now how do you find a name like that? Man. <laughs> <laughs> bro. That name's hard.
2: Yeah, you, we appreciate it. Um so it's it's really research, bro. So like before I knew about like um LLCs and stuff like that, so I seen like the name One Love, i I seen somebody else have it. But you know, like, with, like, LLCs and, like, trademarks and all that stuff, if it's different, you can still have a name. Right. But I didn't know that. So as we researching and stuff, I'm like, dang, bro, we got to do something different. So we just researching different names, like, from in different languages and stuff. We just came across Annalie, but that's in German. I played it a couple of times. We like, yo, this is hard. Mm-hmm. Like, it just sound like something foreign. Yeah. You, feel you feel me? And it's like... An experience we have like when we wear it and stuff like we walk around in the mall or whatever it might be three four us, somebody might stop it like yo what does that say so it creates like a conversation so it's also marketing as well too
1: mm-hmm. that's dope so what do you feel as if somebody who's trying to start a brand and who has the same message as you all how do you relate that message to them like how do they put their message out there because it means one love and I guess it kind of ties into the whole city of brotherly love, right? Yeah. So how does that reflect to you all as far as a brand from a branding standpoint, pushing that message out there of love coming from a place of darkness? Mm. Um,
0: I feel like, I feel like, cause, like one, everybody can connect to it. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like everybody lost somebody to something, whether it's gun violence, it's a car accident, anything, we all lost somebody to it. So when they see like, especially our culture, our community, like a lot of people in the inner cities, they... You know, it's normal to them seeing death and things like that. Right, so yeah. once they come across us and they realize that we was in the same type environments and, you know, we changed our mindset, changed that stinking thinking and start just thinking differently to actually grow and mm-hmm. become better than what we was, then I feel like they could see that it's possible. Because like my mentor, Nehemiah, always says, once your mind is expanded to a new concept or idea, it's hard to go back to its original way of thinking. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's mainly the main thing, just your mindset and just understanding you can become more. Got gotcha.
1: So, in the becoming more, do you feel like there's been times where the neighborhood may have held you back
2: i I would say like like you will always love where you come from, but mm-hmm. like like he said, like your environment like your environment is your most like basically like your environment controls everything that you do, you know what I'm saying, so we continue to stay. In the environment that we was in, we would probably be bound to like go to jail or die. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So it's like just changing the environment and changing the people who we be around helped us like see something differently. See that like, that's that's not the only option. It's more to life than what we've seen and grew up around. Got you.
1: Yeah. And what was it like pulling yourself out of the environment? Because sometimes it's hard to pull yourself out of an environment, especially one that you grew up in, you're used to being around, like change is very hard. Yeah. Coming from where you always come from, uh, I'll actually want both of y'all to kind of your spin on this, how hard was it to pull yourself out of the environment of Philadelphia? Um, you got it,
2: bro. I
0: um I would say it's really exposure. Like once you expose to new concepts, it's really hard to go back to a certain way of thinking. So our first opportunity of entrepreneurship was we had to um our mentors by the name of Diane Walker, Demetrius Walker, and they had this program called HEMIO, and they they came to our school. Mr. Nichols he plugged us in with them, and they had like an entrepreneurship class, like once a week or twice a week, every Wednesday and Thursday, or every Thursday, every week.
2: And it was Tuesday and Thursday, so, something like
0: that. Yeah, so we just start going to there each and every week, showing up, and just from going there, we was getting exposed. Like, we mm-hmm. was in the front of the class, you know what I'm saying? Like, every time they came in, we shake their hands, smiling on our face, and just listening to what they had to say. So they were showing us, like, different checks. They introduced us to, like, different CEOs. One of them was being uh, the CEO of Honeygrow, Grow, mm-hmm. um, that food spot. Um, you know, just different entrepreneurs, credit realtors, uh, they show us some of their own developments because they do real estate and they own daycares and stuff like that. So once they exposed us to that and showed us they checks and how they depend on their own resources to get paid, it's like this stuff really possible. So they didn't just like t- tell us they want us to when they actually expose us to that, and they put us on uh, fox twenty nine news so we had an opportunity to actually speak before we even had like all the stuff that we got now for our brand. We was exposed like they just go ahead like commit first and kind of figure it out
1: later yeah. so that now, was of, it hard to kind of make that transition though
2: i don't it wasn't hard because like we already lost people and stuff mm-hmm. like that so we we knew like the outcome if we continue to be around the people that's in our neighborhood or we just continue to stay in our environment like and then like we always wanted to be entrepreneurs you feel what i'm saying so, Well, let me rewind that. i know we didn't want to go to college <laughs> so, like. Right. We, we were working stuff, but like we knew we didn't want to work a nine to five forever. So it's like that was a that was the next thing right there. And like he he came to me like, yo, bro, like, well, matter of fact, yeah. So Mr. Nichols told him, and he told me, and then I was like, yeah, I'm with it. You feel me? Because I knew yeah. I didn't want to go to school, and I knew that was something that that could change my life for the better. You feel what I'm saying?
0: Right. And we didn't know nothing nothing yeah. about entrepreneurship. My yeah. one brother showed me Ty Lopez behind a Lamborghini. I'm like, this
1: look cool, <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I told my mom let me get this course, she thought it was a scam or whatever. So once we got the entrepreneurship class, it actually like gave us the insight and we was just going through it, vision, creating vision boards and just doing different things. And mm-hmm. We still didn't really understand it until we just stayed in it and just kept growing, like growing through what we go through, you know, throughout the
1: journey. Yeah. yeah. So if you could change one thing about life right now, what would you change?
2: Like currently?
1: Currently or past? So, i say. Let's do both.
2: All right, so, past, it would have been my mindset. So, like, what I talked about earlier, like, not letting my emotions control me. Mm-hmm. So, like, I found, like, meditation and stuff like that, and, like, saying words and affirmations, writing uh in my journal. So, that was something that really helped me, like, moving on to, like, my teenage, younger adult years. So, yeah. but if I had that, like, they taught that type of stuff in school, mm-hmm. you feel me? Because, like, mental is so super important because, like, so, so many people go through so many things we just don't know, but like something that would help them is like, just changing their mental or changing, changing our mental. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? So if I had that in school as a kid or growing up, I think that'd have been the best thing for me.
1: And yeah. to this current day, what would you change?
2: Now, I wouldn't change nothing, bro, nothing. honestly. Okay. Not, nothing at all, like, everything that I went through, I'm, I'm appreciative for it and like, it got me to where I am today, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I, I really want not change nothing. Okay.
0: Right, right. Um, the past, what would I change? One definitely the mindset for sure, and I would just say getting exposed faster, cause like the younger you expose, the faster you can you know grow. They say learn learn younger, die fast. So I feel like if we just learn younger at the time that we had to, if we just learn, we be probably come out of the wound, You just learning, learning, <laughs> just learning. It's like imagine where we would be at now. You would be so farther, a lot faster, cause your biggest life expenses literally what you don't know. Yeah, You're still learning as we grow. You know what I'm saying? So I think that'd be it. Exposure. just get exposed
1: faster how did the two of y'all meet
2: uh we grew up in the same neighborhood but so i used to go to catholic school from like first i mean kindergarten to fourth grade the catholic school yeah <laughs> 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 right i used to be a fat kid and all that stuff you yeah i used to be fat hey no way <laughs> i, 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 I see got a see a picture i one. got to see if i can find that john but um so i came to this school in the neighborhood after i left that school because uh, like i wanted to be in a school in the neighborhood and stuff like that so I wound up meeting him and a bunch of my other homies. I'm still cool with you. Feel what I'm saying? So yeah, we met all in like fifth grade. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, like fifth
1: grade. Um, Yeah. yeah, Like (laughs) like, like fifth grade. Have y'all ever had any differences? Because being business partners or just being brothers or you know whatever may be, it's always been a difference there. Yeah. Yeah, for for sure.
2: sure. But like we all we always on the same on the same like mindset but like of course you're going to class you feel me but we talk about it or we might joke around later on you feel what i'm saying or
1: some of the differences you all have gone like have not been able to see eye to eye on that's a good question (laughs) (laughs) because like
0: nowadays it like our mind we were working on our mindset for like so long now Mm -hmm. it's like we still have like the times where it's ups and downs but most of the part is like we Mm -hmm. all on the same line because we know we both Know what, we, what the end goal is. We know mm-hmm. where we headed at. So it's like if I say let's run this play on he Like if it makes sense, we all win. If he said the same thing, we all win. Because we know like what we, what our goal is, what we're trying to do, what we want to be, what we aspire to be, and things like that. So it's not really no difficulties, unless it just don't make sense. But we surround ourselves around people that make it make sense.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. Got yeah. So now you guys pretty much transition because you moved to Atlanta first, right, dude? Yeah. Because you started off in doing the photo class. I mean, not photo class, but a photo and video class. Yep. True so, shit, what bro. was that like for you? Like, how did you find out about that, and what has it done for your life?
2: <laughs> My brother. It's <he laughs> crazy, bro. Like, so he sent me a Brandon page and stuff like that because he was with- oh,
0: You found Brandon's page? Yeah, yeah, because I was already on a part of Neo's team at the time. Uh-huh. Um, so, I knew he wanted to do photography and stuff like that. So, I'm like, yo, bro, just send him. I ain't know Brandon. I didn't follow him enough. When I see him on Neo page. I just sent it. Hey, bro, just go check him out. This is what you want to do? Check him out. I don't know click the link in the bio or something <laughs> just try to figure it out I just do what he wanted to do so yeah I sent it.
1: okay yeah. and then so now that you you take the class <clears throat> what has it done for your life well, you know from a young guy coming from Philly to where you may have not even imagined life being what it is today
2: so for me taking that class bro it literally helped me like fire my boss well I didn't even get fired I didn't even fight so basically what happened was, when I went to Shooters Camp that weekend, mm-hmm. they took me off schedule. So I'm like, that, that must be a sign, right? So I maxed out on uh, like my debit card and stuff like that, just to get to like the classes and all that stuff. He helped me like with certain payments and stuff like that, because I, I didn't really have it at the time. You know what I'm saying? But from going through that, <clears> then <throat> being able to leave my job and stuff like that, my first time working with my first client, I traveled to my first country, you feel what I'm saying? And
1: your first client your first country yeah where to brazil i ain't never
2: been <laughs> <laughs>
1: you never been your first client Yeah, bro. what was that like like what was like what was that like on the plane passport and you're traveling on the plane this place you probably never thought you would go is that a place you ever thought you would go or just imagine no, i
2: just i never thought bro i didn't know how long it was going to take me to actually get to that level but like Back to what Conchie was saying, like, we focus so much on our mindset. So like we used to drive to work and like listen to like Jim Quick and um we used to write in our journals every morning and stuff like mm-hmm. that before we went to work. And I used to write in my journal, um, I'm gonna fire my boss and I'm gonna travel the world because of my skill set, I've been writing that since twenty nineteen. You feel me? And then for it to happen in twenty twenty, it's it's just crazy, bro. It's like your words is literally powerful. Mm-hmm. It can literally change your whole situation.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. So What's the thought on the plane as you're traveling to Brazil? What's going through your mind?
2: I want to know what's about to happen. <laughs> I've, never been, I've never been out the country, bro. That was my first time. So it's like, yo, what's about to go down? You feel um, me? What do it look like? Like, how is it out there? It's hot? Oh, of course, we know it's hot because it's a yeah. tropical drone, But it's like, you feel me? Like, I didn't know, like, like the time difference. This, this is all this different stuff going through my head. Just amazing, bro. Mm-hmm.
1: You feel me? And you get there, what are you feeling?
2: Dang, I'm really here. You, know, <laughs> you feel me? And then it's like, they hustlers out there, bro. Like, mm. this one person, who's trying to clean our sneakers and stuff like that. I, I think, did I, I gave you money, right? Yeah. Soon as soon as we <laughs> hop on the plane, as
0: soon as we hop on the plane at the airport, they run up to you. Shoot, shoot, they try. They together. Yeah. yeah.
1: Was that your first time out of Yeah, country? that was my first time ever. So, experiences that together, what's that like? To be like, yo, the, my bro that I grew up with, we come from the same place, same situation. What's that like to do that together?
0: It's amazing. Because we, we, all we knew was Philly. That's all we, like, as a young boy growing up, I just thought we was going to be here forever. I'm yeah, like, that's where we're going to be at. is what we're going to do. Be on the block playing with our friends, playing around. Like, I just thought that was norm until we start growing up, seeing death and things happening. Like, oh, this life stuff really real. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: so you thought that, that's a powerful statement, that you said, I thought this would be forever. Yeah. yeah. You know, and then you're forever changed. Facts. You know, there's a. There's a lot of power in that. You know, be saying that my forever was gonna be stuck in Philly. Mm -hmm. Life's not gonna change. I'm a child of a single mom who had me at 15 years old. Mm -hmm. I don't know what my life is gonna be like. Right. And then you step foot on an airplane with a passport in hand. You did photo or video too?
0: Nah, I I actually earned my passport. So I was doing like phone sales and so forth. Um, Earned your passport. Earned it. I was closing deals and at that particular time of the month, I was like one of the highest uh, closers at that time, so mm-hmm. I actually got gifted as, as a reward for that. And then, it's crazy, cause my first time on a plane, like a, like a few weeks, like probably a week before that, I flew out to Vegas. Shout out to Neo, man. Nehemiah Davis, he exposed me to all this. He flew me out to Vegas, for my first time ever on the plane, five hour flight. Came back home, a couple days later we go to Brazil. <laughs> I'm like, all right, it's a nine hour flight. I'm nervous, cause it's like my second time on a plane, I don't really like heights. and uh, You know, ever since it just exposed me, It's, mm-hmm. it's exposed
2: right. That exposure stuff different bro it's very different And just to see it from like somebody that come from where we come from you feel me and for him to show us this like mm-hmm. this is life change you know what i'm saying because now like we know what we can do for the kids in the inner city now because he, we seen what he did for us
1: mm-hmm. yeah. and now that you you look back how many countries have you been to seven seven countries
2: Jeez. all for free bro because my camera <laughs>
1: Jeez. seven countries because of how much was your first camera?
2: Like three hundred dollars with a discount. Cause dollars Yeah, I used to work at Walmart, so I used a discount.
1: Three hundred dollars, a dream, and exposure got you to seven countries. Mm. How about you? I believe I've been on no, two, two or three.
2: I think it was th-
0: th- three. I've been yeah, Brazil, is Mexico, Mexico, and Puerto Rico is not considered a country though, right? Yeah, you could. Oh, okay. it's not.
2: You
1: can I think it's it. part of the U.S. It's still a U.S. Just, territory, but... I still say it's, it's a foreign country. Okay, I've,
0: I've been like three
1: then. Yeah, <laughs> Two and a half, three. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so what do you feel life is going to look like now? And now that you had exposure to various countries, a $300 camera has changed your life, what do you feel like life is going to take you now?
2: I think it's up, bro. Up from here, it's like we already see what other black millionaires is doing. So it's mm-hmm. like, and most of them come from where we came from. And so it's like, why not do what they do? You feel me? Follow the blueprint, right? because it changed their lives and we know it's going to change our lives. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. And then something else I just learned was like, um, networking and just meeting people and just building relationships. Like it's so much more, it's, it's, Relationships is worth more than money. Mm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just us meeting you, we got the opportunity to be on your podcast. You know what I'm saying? Just us meeting Neo, got a chance to travel, us meeting other people who we connected with, we got a chance to do different things that we never thought we would be doing, just from simply building a relationship with them and nourishing those relationships and just being genuine and being ourselves.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. So um if you look back to your younger self, to the knuckle, what what'd you call it? but you said what's the for Oh, uh, uh, drawn. I, if you look, <laughs> <laughs> look back to your drawing self <laughs> what would you say to your drawing self
2: it's a mindset thing bro so now I, I, let me see is that a good job
1: <laughs> but no i
2: was just telling him like like basically like yeah it's it's all about the mindset and it's like everything that you're going through now is not going to last forever because mm-hmm. your final your current situation is never your final destination
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Some bar, um, I would say, I would say, um, you know, the only destination in life is death. So just enjoy the journey. Like, mm-hmm. Just enjoy the journey. You know what I'm saying? Because it's always when it's going good, it's not going to always be good, and when it's going bad, it's not going to always be bad. So just trust the process.
1: Don't rush the process, and never hate. <laughs> Got you. So let's talk about the clothing brand. Yeah, I really want to get into that one. I love the logo. Who that came up with it? Uh, both of us, for real. For real.
2: Yeah. Um, our guy smooth, uh this is twelfth grade, so he drew something for us or whatever. You're
1: young, you say twelfth grade. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is like twenty seventeen. So he drew he drew he literally drew this joint for us because the previous logo, that joint sucked, bro. I thought it was tough. Him and my other brother was like, Oh bro. Like, <laughs> simple was more, you feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So uh we chose to go more simpler, our guy, he's a good artist and stuff, so he he drew he drew um he drew out this logo and we sent it to the graphic person this has been their logo people rocking with. This is the newest joint right here, the retro. I don't Thank you. Any need one of them. <laughs> I got you. Yeah. I got you.
1: So building this brand, what's been some of the challenges that you guys faced? Man, We still, we deal with challenges 24-7 because
0: it's like I'm a business advisor. He do photography, videography. So it's like we understand we can really blow the brand but it's like we be doing so many other things sometimes it's hard to be all the way in on just one specific thing and just kind of let it grow. So I would say like finding a good marketing team that really kind of just run the ad and stuff. Like we spent like 10,000 over the course of three months then only got like probably two sales with this new marketing team that we was dealing with. So it was like, that's a challenge, just marketing it the proper way.
2: Um, Getting the right manufacturers and stuff like that. So like it's like going back to when we first started, we never, like we'd get samples and stuff, but like they'd come back too big cause we don't know the size charts and mm, stuff like that. Yeah, the yeah. material and all that type stuff. No, we talked yeah, about I know people from <laughs> no, Pakistan, too well. bro. Yeah. So like once we switched from Pakistan to China, it was a little bit more better, but it's still about the communication because it's a language barrier sometimes and also like the sizing and stuff as well too out there. So like mm-hmm. you would really gotta be specific. So I feel like like what we learn from that what we learn from that like can help, can help us help others in the long run.
0: Right. And it's like we don't have it all figured out, but we can get somebody from that want to start a clothing brand from A to a, to J. We don't gotta get you all with the Z. we it mm-hmm. teach you how to start your brand, how to find your logo, where to find wholesale items, and things like that. I feel like it's beneficial.
1: So, if somebody wanted to start a brand today, would you advise them to or not advise them to? Yeah, I yeah. would advise them to. Some people look at the market and say, oh, "Everybody has a clothing line. It's oversaturated." Right.
2: Everything I, oversaturated. I uh,
0: yeah, no, I was going to say, so I feel like start a brand, but just make sure it means something, right? Like, just where it can connect to others. Not, not, Even if it do mean something to you, just had a story where it's, though, like, it, it connects to people in an emotional way. Because when people cry, they buy. Mm-hmm. So it was like, you know what I'm saying? Like, our brand, One Love and German Universal Love, Respect for All People, and our goal is to remember broken hearts, after losing people to gun violence. So it's like, mm-hmm. so many people can relate to that, or if they just lost somebody in general. Just make it make sense to where the others can connect to it and they can feel a message once you speak about it. We had so many people come up to us, you know, like I lost somebody, like your brand just connect to me. I just love it and stuff like that.
1: So where do you see the brand going in about the next five years?
2: I believe our brand be like a seven figure brand. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like it's, it's a unique brand that can connect with the masses, you know? Like we just said, like everybody lost somebody you know what I'm saying? So just with that message itself, it's able to connect with anybody in this world. You know what I'm saying? So if it come across the right person that really rock with it, you know, mm-hmm. it'll go. It definitely go up. Especially with us, like, just staying committed and, like, locking in and just finding new ways to market their stuff, coming out with new products and things like that. Mm-hmm. It's definitely going to go up.
1: Yeah. Okay, so where, where do you see it sales in five years?
0: Five years from now, I see us, like, multi-millionaires for sure, um, mm-hmm. assets, um, having our money work for us so we don't have to work for it, surround ourselves around other great people, great excellence, um, networking, building, and just also inspiring others to mm-hmm. do the same same type stuff that we doing. You know what I'm saying? I, I honestly feel like that. Because yeah, sure. we always thought that we would become entrepreneurs, we just didn't know when. Mm-hmm. So it was like once we started committing and just doing little actions,
1: over time this type of stuff started to just appear What's one of the challenges that you face personally in life that you feel like home is still kind of with you? Because sometimes, you know, there's some things that travel with you that you just can't shake. What are some personal hurdles that you guys both dealing with or separately dealing
2: with, dealing with? That's a great question, bro. I would say, like, it's like my family. So, like, my mom, my grandma, mm-hmm. because they raised me and stuff. And I know, like, with my situation right now, I can't just take them with me. You feel me? I'm still building as a young adult and things like that. So, like, I, I try I try my best to, like, call him and stuff to make sure I speak to him and all stuff all the time. Like, four years ago, my grandma got sick. She had, like, a real bad stroke. So, like, that's always in the back of my mind. I could always lose her, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, it's, like, just being able to just to be around her, be around my mom, make sure I talk to them and stuff like that. That's something that always stick with me. Just make sure I keep that that tight bond with them because I never know when I can lose them. Yeah, right,
0: right. What about you? Um, For me, it's my mom too, you know what I'm saying? I've been with my mom all my life. So it's like really like my sister for real. She she had me at 15, 23 now. Um, so I always think about just making her happy, exposing her to different stuff because she sacrificed so much for me. So I mm. feel like I'm her, her greatest asset. And my family, I ain't got no pop. Um, I got like, you know, uncles and stuff like that. But I talk to very few. It's like my friends is really like my family for real. Mm. So
1: I just want to show my mom differently. Not having a father figure in your life, has it been hard for you all to connect to other males in your lives?
2: Um, I wouldn't say, but I wouldn't say it'd be hard, but like you just don't know what to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially growing up, you don't know, like, should I be this tough person or should I be vulnerable? You just don't know because yeah. it wasn't really there to, to teach you. I heard, I forgot who said this, but it's like just growing up with a woman, you start to get more of that feminine side than the masculine because mm. it's not that balanced. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it just it's just it was it's just weird bro like just trying to balance out masculinity and, fem- and, and is it femininity <laughs> <laughs> femininity i right. femininity it be- femininity just yeah, balancing yeah, yeah. those things out without uh-huh. a father figure just like it just it's hard bro because like you really don't know what's right what's wrong especially growing up as a young male mm, that's yeah.
0: good yeah um i agree um, we don't know what we don't know but that's why i'm grateful for like mentors in our life because they just showed us um, you know, I, like one of our mentors, Demetrius Walker, he got a wife, he got kids. And so just watching him, it's just like, okay, this is, you know, we, and I got virtual mentors as well. I just look on the internet. I'm like, oh, this is what you supposed to do. Like, I brought my lady flowers. I seen a man on Instagram buy his lady flowers. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, this is what you
1: had. Change your life. Yeah, <laughs> right, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> when I had a lady, but you know, it's, just, it's just, just getting exposed, man. Yeah. Do you all ever wish you met your biological fathers?
2: No, I, I know my dad. Oh, you do, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, when I say not having him in my life, it's like, uh. like I know who he is. You feel me? But it's like he didn't raise me. Mm. Like, like you want you like as a male, you want another male in your life to be there to raise you and stuff like that, not mm. just your mother. So it's like it was just my mom. Like he picked me up as a as a baby. I don't remember that stuff. I don't like the, the only memory I really got with me and him is like like that was crazy. It's like actually going to like a Harlem Globetrotters game. You mm-hmm. know what that is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when they do all the cool tricks and yeah, stuff. Like mm-hmm. that's the only like memory that really stick with me with being with him. I got a bunch of memories with my mom. You feel what I'm saying? So, so it's right. like yeah, I know my dad though. Sum it up. What about
0: you? I feel the same, man. Um, I, I didn't really, I, I, I didn't grow up with my pop. He wasn't mm-hmm. around, like no graduations, none of that type of stuff. So, you know, just kind of seeing my mom do it. It just make me, uh, I don't know. At first I used to be heard about it, like crying and stuff when I was younger, but it's like, you grow older to it. It's like, it is what it is. Like yeah. So many people in our community deal with that. Mm-hmm. So it was like, you know, what you gonna keep crying and complaining about it? Or are you gonna
1: just level up and just yeah. focus on what you can. If y'all could write a letter to your dads, how would you start that letter off?
2: you got some good <laughs> I do <don't know>,
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a tough one oh, right man. you go first you got it man, you got it bro uh, if I could write a letter to my pop, I'll probably just say you know from Kanshi. <laughs> first and foremost, you know, I appreciate you from you know having me with my mother, and I appreciate you for showing me what not to be essentially because mm-hmm. you know it's giving me. The, the mindset of what I need to do and allow me to become the person I aspire to be for my future kids and future family to make it make sense you know for the long game, so I say that
2: I'm still thinking saying like, no, but um I just say thank you for like giving like me thank you for like basically creating me with my mom and stuff and just like I just want to know what 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 were you thinking about? When you, when you left my mom and you knew you had a kid. Like, not that I feel some type of, well, I did feel some type of way when I was a kid, but not that I feel some type of way now, but I just want to know why. Mm. What was going through your head when you actually made that decision, when you knew you had another responsibility?
1: Hey, that's tough. What's a, if you write a letter to your
2: unborn child, what would mm. you say? Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> bro, you on some stuff right <laughs> now, bro. Amen. <laughs> I knew what you had. <laughs> uh, a little ramen. That's all. <laughs> right,
0: right. Man, if I could write a letter to my to my unborn kids, I would just say, um, dear kids, like everything I'm doing now is for y'all. Um, you know, I'm grinding to develop assets for y'all, so that way y'all don't have to work if you don't decide to. You don't. Have to college if you don't want to. You don't have to follow this normal program that society portrays. Mm. Um, So just stay focused uh, and just always be a student. And um, just continue to listen. Be wise and observant. Mm. 3D.
2: Yo, these questions is good. I ain't going to lie. But dear son or daughter, when you came into this world, I knew that it was another level of responsibility. Um, I'm grateful that I sacrificed everything in my life in order for you to be able to have the life that you're living now. Mm. Something I always want you to remember is, um, make sure you sacrifice, make sure you stay disciplined Mm. and always be a student of life and never let others tell you What you can't and can be. Mm.
1: That's real. What would you say if your dad walked in here today, right now? (laughs) I'd be like, what
2: up? What's Uh poppin'? But no, I just give him a hug and tell him I love him. You know, I do, I love and appreciate him you know, making that intercourse with my mom to put me in this <laughs> world. <laughs> put me in this world because now I'm able to change the trajectory of like my my, my life, my family's life, and like my mom's life and stuff like that, and my future kids, things mm-hmm. like that,
1: yeah. yeah. What's that one thing that y'all feel <clears throat> people just don't get about y'all? Because if we were to walk in a room for the other uh, individuals, They'll see the tattoos, they'll see the braids, the locks. What's something you want people to understand or remember you all by? Not by your appearance, of course, because I'm a fan of art. I mean, tattoos is my thing. and You know, it's just people look at it different, especially our parents. They kind of grew up in a different time where life is just different for them. And the understanding of what we understand nowadays towards what they understand is totally different. So what would you all say to an individual or a child or somebody who's you all's age who's trying to express themselves maybe through art or clothing or photography or business, mm-hmm. um, what would you say to that person? Um, I would just let them know, like,
0: don't don't judge a book by its cover and you can actually learn some things for, from us. Mm-hmm. Don't allow your ignorance to block your blessings because you mm-hmm. never know. It's like, you know, I look at people like Derek Grease, Runway, they got tattoo on their face and everything. But at the end of the day, they still aspiring people and helping other people get results to change their life. Mm-hmm. You know,
1: Just don't judge a book by its cover. Gotcha. What was your first
2: tattoo? Mm,
0: I got a couple tattoos.
2: tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my mom name right here. I got all the other stuff around it. I wish I didn't get this tattoo. and I wish I didn't get this tattoo. But you know, I was what's, young. What's I, that?
1: What's the first one you wish you didn't get? I got one too.
2: This one. Wait, hold up. I mean, the roses is cool, but like I, they could have been more done professionally. You know what I'm saying? I went uh. to like a street artist, and then it's the second one right here. But I say money. Like, time is money. Uh. But like the hourglass, suck, bro.
1: Okay. I don't see it.
2: You don't see the hourglass? <laughs> <laughs> see, that's why this one suck.
1: Yeah, you supposed true. to know what the John say. it's a circle with a dot in the middle.
2: <laughs> Man. And my homie was like, bro, I don't think you should get that John. I'm like, no, nah, bro, I think it look cool. I just want to get a tat? I showed my boys the, at school, they was like, no, nah, that ain't it, bro. <laughs> 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 that okay. is,
0: uh, uh, my first one was actually this blessed tat. But mm-hmm. well, it was before everything else got included, just the blessed by itself. I got that when I was like 16. 15, 16, and mm-hmm. I just got it because I was young, and in my head I'm thinking my mom had me young and everything, so I'm just blessed right now. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that was my
1: first tag. Got yeah. you. Yeah. Let's talk about the business. Get to it. Your biggest month versus your smallest month. How do you survive that? Because mm-hmm. <clears throat> a lot of people, you know, they have, you see your biggest month, whatever it may have been, and you see I'm up. Somebody go cash out, Facts. and then the next month or next two months, you see something different.
2: Right. What is Text it like? Because it, be, it can
1: be very depressing Yeah, like you just go you see account. Oh, I don't see about a couple of racks in that joint, and then you go from seeing a couple of racks to like a little bit of a rack. And what is that it like? Uh, like they've uh, gone like, there are people who are going to experience that. Me personally, I would say like, it's a
0: mindset thing, but it's, it's like, it's one of the worst feelings for sure. Mm-hmm. If you're not, if you're not financially, if you're not illiterate, when it come, if you're not literate when it comes to the money, financial, financial literate. okay, financial literate, um, because you can have a great month. So one of my, one, one of my biggest months, I made 10 bands in one month, 10K, and that was December that just passed. So I made that, but then the month right after, <laughs> I made like probably what? Uh, three bands three pay, th- two thousand three thousand january
1: was slow for everybody yeah, yeah it was a crazy
0: month so but just experiencing that it taught me like you gotta really i won't even say save for any day but always like invest into your mindset skill sets so you can always be you can always be growing and mm-hmm. also you can utilize those skills to always develop your income um yeah that's that's probably what i mainly say like that was one of my worst 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 times, I even made, you know, worse months than that, a thousand before, sometimes almost nothing. But long as you have some money set aside mm-hmm. to, you know, and not blowing it on things that don't, you know, mean anything, have no value to your life, then I feel like you'll be cool. Cause if I don't make nothing next month, it's like, I know what I did was I put my rent to the side. I got some money to the side to get me by, to recoup, learn something that can potentially help me get to that next level, gotcha. get that next check. how you do
2: what was the question one more time?
1: Your biggest month versus your smallest month, what's that feeling?
2: So my biggest month, bro, I didn't even know, I hit what I hit, you feel me? I hit like, I believe it was either 10 or 12 k. Mm-hmm. like, dang, like I just wound up just checking my app and stuff. I'm like, yo, I did it. Cause this is one of my goals that I always wanted to hit. You know, everybody want to hit 10, 12K, 15K, Absolutely. stuff like that. But then the next month, it it wasn't it wasn't like bad, but it's like, how can I do this again? You know mm. what I'm saying? How can I find a consistency of doing it? Like I had consistent months of doing it, but like then it started to slow down. So now I got to think back like, what am I doing differently? Yeah, you feel what I'm saying? So yeah. I'm
1: gonna keep on. <clears throat> one more question. To you, what is like hiring your first employee?
2: So my first one, it was like, mm, it's a process, bro. Mm. I can say that it's a process. um like, just being able to teach them what you know and stuff like that or, like, teach them how things work in your business. It's kind of like teaching a child something that they never seen in school before, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's, like, it's really, like, a learning experience and things like that, so.
1: Did you ever think you would hire somebody at your age? No.
2: I didn't think that. I didn't think that, but, like, exposure, like mm-hmm. Conchi mentioned, like, just being exposed to, like, those things is, like, it just show you something different and it show you, like, how businesses are actually maneuvering how they build. they mm. built with the ceo starting something and just teaching it to other people now they're able to run it without them being there yeah
1: that's dope that's dope so we am gonna do a quick commercial real quick <clears throat> i want you to close this out with something powerful something that they can remember you all by um for how they can find you all and uh whatever else you got for this year all right so this episode is sponsored by the Embolden institute the only place that i know that is sending out daily messages of encouragement hope so what i do is send out we got two clubs one is called the healers club the second one is called the affirmations club where we where i should i say send out messages daily affirmations that help you understand who you are pretty much empower yourself the healers club that message is pretty much just hope healing all the good stuff the where it helps you to really grow as an individual, help you heal that that pain point inside of your life. So text me, 404-476-6780. That's 404-476-6780. And when you text me, text me the word heal or affirmation. And if you're the person who had, a, had an S to everything, I got affirmation, so I make sure I catch everybody. So text me, 404-476-6780. Fellas, close us out.
0: Yep, yep. so I, I started off, right? So what I would say is, you know, life is about the journey. The only destination in life is death, so just continuously work on yourself. You know, um, activate your you know your effort button. Don't care what others gotta say. Don't care what they think, especially if it's not something that can help you get to that next level. And um, you know, just worry about your worry about your own journey. Don't compare yourself to others, and um, trust the process. Don't rush the process, and never hate. Give him, oh,
2: I'm about saying give him his uh, the yeah. IG and all that stuff.
0: Oh yeah, so my Instagram is at conscious. And the reason I named it Conscious Conscious is because I understand that your conscious mind is the gatekeeper of your subconscious. So I can allow myself to, you know, see certain things when it come to podcasts, books, uh, the music, and stuff like that. But if you continuously allow yourself to tap into the bad stuff, it will go right past your conscious, go right into your subconscious, and your subconscious will not listen to a weak conscious. So my name is Conscious Conscious
1: Man. Are you deep?
2: Bro, Boy, man, deep. He be speaking bro <laughs> I swear
1: I thought I was in a poetry jam real quick <laughs> <laughs> 3D man close job bro
2: Alright um, So everything is really about a mindset Y'all so I just want y'all to focus In on your mindset Do like daily affirmations Like join my guy club Join Jovan club and do the daily affirmations And stuff like that because your words literally Got legs so if you tell yourself I'm stupid Or I'm never going to make it or I'm broke Those things are going to happen to you so replace those negative words with positive words, like I'm grateful, I, I'm, I'm a millionaire, whatever you aspire to be, just say those things. And um, yeah, y'all, I can't wait for y'all to see this episode, tap in with us, stuff like that. But you can follow me on Instagram at 3D Visuals. That's 3D E E Visuals with a S. You can also follow the colon brand at Anna.liba. That's E-I-N-E. Period. Like dot L-I-E-B-E.
0: Yep. Yeah. And also, you know, if you guys is looking to just start a clothing brand, to learn the simple steps from A to J, just to kind of, you know, learn how to find a manufacturer, learn how to communicate the manufacturers, you know, the logo, the whole nine, um, you could tap into our website, 8stepsforcloving.com, and, um, you know, we look forward to seeing how we can help you. Y'all here to hear it first.
1: Another episode of Living Blessed Podcast. We are out. Peace.